This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 17, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court yesterday handed down a ruling that further erodes the so-called castle doctrine, that your home is your castle and that the police need a warrant to enter it. Tim Lynch, director of the Cato Institute's Project on Criminal Justice, comments. The Supreme Court issued a very important ruling concerning the power of the police to conduct searches. And I think it's it's important because one of the key differences between a free society and societies that are not free concerns the power of the police. In some countries, the police can search wherever they want and arrest whoever they want uh, whenever they choose. But in the United States, the power of the police is limited by the Constitution. And they are not allowed to arrest and search whenever they want to. The primary check on the power of the police is our warrant application process. If the, the police cannot usually act on their own, but if they go to a judge and apply for an arrest warrant or search warrant, they explain to the judge the reasons why they want to enter a home or arrest a person. If the judge agrees that they've conducted a good investigation, have good reasons for wanting to do this, then he'll approve the warrant and the search or arrest can take place. If he thinks that the investigation is shoddy and they're just acting on gossip or just some hunch, he's going to reject the application, in which case they are either going to drop the investigation or they have to continue, gather more information, and then reapply with their warrant application to the judge and hope that he approves it the second time. The main point is that when the police are going into somebody's home without their consent, without a warrant, these should be rare circumstances. But the the Supreme Court is beginning to approve more and more scenarios where the police can act without warrants, without someone's consent. And in the case of Kentucky versus King, what happened was is the police were chasing a drug dealer He ran into some apartment. They weren't sure which one. And so they began to walk down the hallway, and they uh, smelled some marijuana smoke coming from one apartment, and they decided he's probably in here. So they banged on the door and yelled, police. They heard some rustling going on in the apartment and concluded that they were probably destroying evidence. So they broke down the door and arrested the people inside. Now, as it turned out, the, the dealer that they were looking for happened to be in another apartment, but they said, hey, we're already here. There's Ill- illegal activity going on, so they arrested the occupants. And the occupants then uh, challenged the legality of the entry and the search, and that's the case that went up to the Supreme Court. Now, it's important, again, because uh, the circumstances or scenarios in which the police can search somebody's home, break into somebody's home should be rare when they're going in without a warrant. But uh, the Supreme Court is now allowing the police to act without consent, without warrants, and and this should be disturbing. If somebody's like at my door yesterday, I would have had the option, uh, like whether it's somebody soliciting business or whether it's the police, I could look out the window and I could choose to ignore them if I wanted to. Today that's different because if the police hear some noises going on inside the house after they knock, then they're going to be able to make that argument, oh, I think something, you know, they're trying to destroy evidence, something untoward was going on, so now that they can break down the door. And and this should be disturbing to everybody who's concerned about the power of the police and, and their expanding powers to search and break into people's homes. Police, at least in checkpoints when they pull uh, people over have to have either 
probable cause, uh, reasonable suspicion, or in the case of checkpoints, no reason at all, but they have to engage in this giant blanket uh, type of uh, event in order to uh, stop people on the road in, in your home, that's them approaching you. It's not like you're going through some spot. That's that's your home, your castle. That's right. I mean, the Fourth Amendment, when we're talking about searches, there's a, such a variety of circumstances, like whether they can search a bag, a piece of luggage, uh, search or detain somebody on the street or checkpoints. But when we're talking about the home, this is what requires the maximum amount of protection. This is where the, the principle of English and American law has always been that the home is your castle. And so the justification has to be on the police. The burden has to be on the police to enter that, to cross that threshold uh, without your consent and without a warrant. And what the problem is, is with the law, the legal trend that's underway now, is the burden is shifting from the police having to justify what they're doing. It's shifting to the homeowner to have to prove that what the police did was improper for some reason. See, we could in the past now, we could ignore the police who were on our doorstep. Or, or we could go up and say, do you have a warrant? And after they say no, you could basically ignore them if that's what you wanted to do. But now the police, if they hear these noises, they can come barging in. And you have to show – the burden is on you to say – hey, what they did in that situation was improper, and that that should be troubling to everybody. The specific pretext in this case was uh, being essentially walking down a a row of apartments and smelling marijuana smoke. Uh, This entire situation doesn't uh, occur for wealthier people in general. You're talking about people who have to consume less housing, and these are generally lower-income people. That's right. Uh, it normally happens – these types of scenarios happen to poor people rather than rich people who live on you know, uh, uh, acreage where the police aren't going to be in that position. Now, what the police should have done in these circumstances is that they could have posted a, a policeman nearby and then gone and applied for a search warrant. And uh, we say, you know, we've smelled marijuana coming from out of this apartment. We have probable cause to think that there's illegal activity going on in there. And that warrant probably would have been approved. But over and over again, what the police are trying to do is avoid that process. And they just want to be able to act on their own authority. And unfortunately, the courts again and again are are approving that and uh creating more exceptions to the warrant application process. And that's, and that's troubling because that judicial check is being weakened over and over again. Tim Lynch is director of the Cato Institute's Project on Criminal Justice. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.